Oh, all right. Oh. Sorry guys, I'm a little flustered. We got out of work a little early from Memorial Day weekend and I wasn't expecting that, so my brain is still reeling a little from that. Okay. Welcome to Jeff in Motion. Um, yeah, today we had a lot of potential to be an awful day. An absolutely awful day. Um, in my department at work, there are three designers. Um, one is off on maternity leave for blank weeks. And then the other one uh, had a vacation day. So last work day before Memorial Day, I was the only artist in the building for that department. Uh, designer. Whatever. And, um, I consider myself a designer. They call us artists. There's that. And so, and then it got, and we had, I, we had planned to stay late. Uh, that, I mean, that was the plan because I was the only person doing work that's normally three people. Um, fortunately though, we were pretty slow and, um, I got the work done on time, well, early, and I, though, found out that it was one, two, three, four, five, five people still at work. All of them apparently were waiting for me to finish before they could go home. Five, in addition to me. So it was six total, including me. And, uh, like, I was like, yeah, okay, I'm done with this one. What do you want me to do next? And my, uh supervisor was like, all right, we're going to go home. I was like, what? And then everybody stands up and like gets ready to leave. I was like, oh, holy shit. Everybody in the building, well, in our floor was waiting for me to go home. <laughs> Whoops. But I mean, they were expecting to stay late. So, hey, awesome. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't aware of that pressure while I was working <laughs> because, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, I also got some possibly good news that I'm not going to share yet. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. Um, not a whole lot of news in the Popular Outcast Productions Network Department. Okay, you... Okay, I had a yield sign, but sure, whatever. Stop on the entrance ramp to a highway and let me go. Fine. I know, man, you know, politeness is great, but politeness, in addition to not following correct driving rules, I, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, not a lot of news in the podcast network department. Um, we've got... I think one, two, three, four. Four possible new podcasts on deck. Um, the one with the ladies that I've talked about before, that's pretty soon. You might see that next week, definitely the week after, if not. Um, they've recorded uh, a zeroth episode, 
basically they all got together to talk about the podcast whether they wanted to do it or not and left the mics on um so they've got the zero so when they drop they'll have two episodes right away the zeroth episode without a format and the first episode with whatever format they've chosen so there's that they're recording that uh, memorial day they're doing they're recording their first for real episode so if we get it edited and all the stuff up and the logo done by what by that by next week we'll get it up next week but definitely by the week after then we've got three more podcasts three three or four more podcasts that have, have talked to us but haven't gotten us initial episodes yet so we can't we haven't been able to you know give them the thumbs up or thumbs down yeah and i used this analogy earlier today and i was very proud of it that or was it yesterday what the fuck ever it doesn't matter that we have kind of become the king midas of podcasts around here you know anything we touch becomes a podcast anyone who has ever made us chortle uh becomes a podcast so um right now it's great right now it's great but you never know the the king midas podcast touch i might touch my daughter and then she ends up having a 45 minute podcast where she says boo a ghost and uh adventure time quotes barely just barely decipherable adventure time quotes for 45 minutes we'll see um if the power goes to my head uh but yeah there's gonna be a point where we're gonna have to start turning down podcasts but we you know we, we had one guy that we told to reformat and resubmit, but, I mean, it wasn't a turning down. He had a good show. It just wasn't, uh, wasn't the right fit for us. Anyway, back to this show. Um, so, I've talked about lots of things in this show. Um, I've talked about masturbation, I've talked about atheism, I've talked about politics, talked about lots of stuff, lots of real polarizing topics. Nothing, nothing has gotten me, nothing has divided the masses more than my rant on weddings. Nothing has divided the masses more. I've got people like, yeah, fuck yeah, you're everything you said was right. I've got people that are like I am never listening to your show ever again, and it's like, really, really, <laughs> like, I mean, I don't dis, I don't, I'm not taking back anything I said, but I feel, um, I feel the need to just speak on it a little more, um reactions that I got that I liked, reactions that um, I thought were... Uh, okay, so one reaction was, man, you came down hard on rich people. Fuck, fuck rich people, seriously. They, they're, they're fine. They're fine. What a fucking struggling graphic designer in his 20s thinks and says on the internet about rich people is not going to hurt their feelings anytime soon. 
you can spend your money on whatever you want, but I'm allowed to think it's stupid. Okay. Um, the one, the one valid argument I got for big weddings was that, no, that money isn't wasted. It all goes to, like, the floor, the flower arranger, the florist, whatever, the caterers, the, it's put into the economy and it, it gives people, and, you know, the hundreds of people can be employed to make a wedding go. Okay. All right. That's that is something to be considered, but those people wouldn't exist if this culture wasn't built around these fucking extravagant weddings. And so I'm not going to say it's a moot point, but the like florists do other things, caterers do other things. Like the I think the only people taking our serious hit would be wedding planners, and honestly, I'd say they're part of the my the pro the, the quote unquote problem, and and I know it's my problem, not everyone's. Um, I did, I was told that I lost a listener because of my rant on wedding photographers. That's unfortunate because I do think that there are great photographers out there. Uh, maybe I wasn't specific enough. But my feeling is that any shl- any shalom uh, words for failing me, any uh, wow, there they go. Where are they all the words? Any chump with a camera and a Facebook page can call themselves a wedding photographer nowadays. There we are. So I'm not to discredit people who do a good job and actually care about it, and you know have either taught themselves or had formal training because honestly with photography I'll, I'll, I'll actually talk about that in a sec um, like anybody with you know who's legit you know more power to them but uh, so I think that might have been mis- miscommunicated but whatever like I said I don't take anything back that I said um Okay, photography. Uh, I don't know if I've talked about this before, whatever. The, what I was looking to do when I actually stumbled into graphic design was photography. Because I fucking love photography. Um, it's just, it's a hobby. It is, honestly, it's, I love it. Love it to death. Um, to the point where I had a photography minor in school. And, well, the first time around. Second time, because technically veterinary was the first time around. Whatever. Love it. Absolutely love photography. Um, I the more the more I learn about it, the less I consider myself professional level. Um, I've done uh, you know digital photography, which is the main digital you know point and shoot uh, for, uh, prosumer level cameras like your high end Nikon's. I mean, it's not. It's not a professional camera, but it's really damn close. And, like, I've got a Nikon D3100. Um, it, you can do pro- semi-professional level photography with it, but it's not like those fucking $50,000 cameras. Like a, uh... I'm not gonna remember that name. Shit. It was a funny name, too. 
well, whatever. But, like, and I mean, through classes I've done professional level uh, product photography and, like, people shooting people and, whatnot, you know, with professional lighting and everything. And that's fun. I absolutely love it. But I just don't have, I don't think I have the dedication to commit to buying the equipment and establishing myself as a freelance photographer, like, photographer or buying my own studio. Like, I just, I'm not at a place in my life where I could do that for a living and feed myself and family. Like, it's great, and I love it. Absolutely love it. One of the things I love to do is take out my camera and go take pictures of things when I'm bored and it's nice and sunny. Um, Love it, love it, love it, love it, but I just don't have the... uh, I can't take the risk to try to do it for a living without more experience in my mind. And like, like I said before, photography, the more I know about it, the less confident I feel in it. Like... The more pe- like the more professional photographers I research, the more art photographers I research. I'm like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, no, I'm not a go- as good at this as I thought I was. And uh, so yes, I've done professional level photography, but I do not consider myself a professional level photographer. Um, nor do I consider myself like an pro- a photographic artiste. Um, I love taking, uh, like, the two black and white photography classes I took were two of my favorite classes I took ever. Like, they're, they were great. And, um, when we're using the, like, the large format, uh, dual lens, uh, look down through the top box cameras, like, fucking A, I love that. God damn, did I love those. And, um, like, once I get to a point where I've got time, for a time-intensive hobby, I'm definitely going to pick one of those up again and have my own dark room and really fucking do it to it. But it's just because it's fun. It's not because I consider myself, like, great at it. Um, it's just because I like to do it. So, I mean, I may never attempt to sell a piece or anything. It could just end up being a giant stack of black-and-white photos in a closet somewhere. But whatever. So yeah, photography. I fucking love photography. Didn't want to shit on photographers everywhere. So whatever. But, lost a listener. I'm surprised I haven't lost one before. Now, yes. Weddings, wedding photography. Easily the most polarizing topic I've ever had on this podcast. What do you fucking know? Why do you fucking know? Man. Let's see. Where do I want to go? Ooh, I got the... Got fucking... It's been a good goddamn day. Got out of work early. Um, got thanked for doing my job, which is rare. Um... They're like, thank you, thank you for getting us out early. I was like, one, I had no idea everything was riding on me. <laughs> Two, uh, you're welcome, but, I mean, I just did what I'm paid to do every day. I was just the only one doing it today. Man alive. Okay, let's look at this. Okay. But, yeah, how I started the day 
you know, got up at 4.30 in the morning so I could make myself some eggs and then exercise, which I started this week and I have exercised every day this week and I'm proud of myself. Um, uh, words. I lost all of my words. I'm talking too fast. I'm talking faster than my brain can process. Gotta slow down a little bit. But yeah, my basically what I'm doing to exercise is jogging in place, um, which I picked up from We Fit. Um, I don't actually use We Fit to track it anymore. I just set a timer and jog in place. But I love that because I can play a game on PlayStation or one on the Wii U that doesn't like because if it has thing uh, a control where you shake the controller and that makes the character do something, you're fucked because you're jogging and they just like Mario's fucking just. Spinning, spinning, spinning like a top doesn't quite work that way, uh, that well. But with games that don't have a mechanism like that, you can. Uh, I've gotten pretty to the point where I can play them unimpeded by jogging. Um, so I did end up saying, "Fuck, getting 100% completion on Rayman Origins. It's a fun ass game, but I just don't have. I just don't have that dedication to." find every little secret and beat all the time trials I just maybe with Rayman Legends when it's my game because also I'm borrowing Rayman Origins and I gotta get that back to Michael Bennett pardon me that was probably disgusting to listen to my got allergies this year like I've never had before just a constant sniffly nose But yeah, so I was like, fuck Rayman Origins. You know, I'm done with you. It was a fucking great game. I recommend anybody buy it and play it. Absolutely loved every second of it, except for the Zen credits. But I'm done with you. I'm done with you. I'm going to start playing Bioshock. And not Bioshock Infinite. uh, Bioshock, the original. I kind of missed it when it first came out. And, you know, fucking A, yeah. I'm going to play this game. Um, well, that was actually me yesterday morning, but then I found out you actually have to... Okay, so, I got Bioshock... I know I've talked about this before, so I'll rehash it really quick. Got Bioshock Infinite, um, for the PlayStation 3. One, because I have it. Two, because it includes a copy of Bioshock 1, which, like, everyone told me I needed to play, so... Yeah, duh, they're not wrong. So, I'm like, alright, I'm gonna stick this in the PlayStation, see what happens... Yeah, and it's like the Bioshock Infinite shows up and there's a little like second second disc icon that shows up and it just says Bioshock. I was like, yeah, alright, click it. It's like, I click it and it says installing. 12 gigs left. I was like, fuck me. Apparently you have to install Bioshock to the hard drive of the PlayStation 3 to play it. Shit. Okay. Alright, I guess that's happening. I was like, well, sweet, okay, uh, you know, so, awesome, how long did it take? Uh, I had left for work before it was done, so that was a bummer. Um, I got ten minutes into my jog yesterday, and Morgan woke up at ten of six a.m., so things, things were kind of, weren't going, they just, everything was fucked yesterday, and that's basically, everything was fucked yesterday, it wasn't a good day. But, the, you know, the, the life is a series of highs and lows. That low evened out to a high today. So, ha-cha. 
Um, so I go to play it this morning, and it's like, you need to insert the disc to play this. And I was like, then why did you make me install it? Seriously. But I guess DRM, whatever, whatever. It's not like I don't own the disc. So I take out the Borderlands 2 disc, which is permanently parked in the PlayStation until Ace and I are done with that, which will be ages from now, because we've got so many quests active, and goddamn do we love that game. I've got, like, four kick-ass shotguns, and I blow the shit out of shit with... It's awesome. Anyway. So I take out Borderlands 2, put in Bioshock Infinite, which allows me to play Bioshock. I'm like, fuck yeah. Awesome. And, um... And I knew, I know, this is what I know coming into Bioshock. I know that it's a great story. I know it's in a city underwater. Uh, I played the demo when I, God, how old would it, it would have been probably 2006, 2005, 2007. Uh, <laughs> but, um... So I would have been 18... Okay, well, let's do the actual math. All right. 2007 is when the game came out. It's 2013 now. Uh, you guys are going to witness me being bad at math in my head. So... <laughs> uh, so that's six years ago. So I would have been around 20. That doesn't seem right. No, 19, because it was earlier in the year. Okay, and I moved out of my house when I was 19, because I was in my parents' house when I played it. So it would have been early 2007. I would have been freshly 19 years old. And I played it in my house. I had quit college the first time. I was living in my parents' house. And I was a a few short months away from moving out into my dad's rental property with six other people all my same age and basically had the college frat experience without the college part which that's a story for another day yeah okay so that's the climate and I played the demo and um, I was kind of I was super sheltered from the horror genre in general by my mother who to this day is terrified by like a rubber head um, and fake blood. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, so I, I didn't finish the demo because it scared the fucking Jesus out of me. I was also still in the Jesus at that point. No, no, I think I was <laughs> Wicca at that point. <laughs> anyway. So I, um, there were air quotes around Wicca, by the way, because we've all determined that, uh, I was into the Wicca for try to get laid, even though I did not consciously know that. But that's that's definitely what it was when I look back on it with hindsight being 2020 and all. So I didn't finish it. God damn it's scary. So that's about what I know. I know that you, you're in a plane crash which is actually pretty sweet looking and especially for a game that came out six years ago, uh, the graphics actually hold up pretty decent. And so I'm in a plane crash. Oh man, fuck that! That was cool. And no, the water looks kind of cool. It looks actually pretty decent. And I'm sure the graphics were enhanced a little back for PS3. And then I know that I go, I go to a, a lighthouse, and that's about what I remember of the game. 
And then, you know, I, I've actually... I'm sure the story has been spoiled for me, but it was so long ago that I've completely forgotten it. So, like, I know that there are the crazy people in Rapture. I remember that. Um, I f- forgot that there was anyone else down there not crazy. So, alright, so, you know, I'm, I'm playing, and the, you, you go into, you you know, you're, cra- you're playing, I don't know if any of this is making sense, but whatever, I'm loving it. Um, your plane crashes into the water, and you, you're it's just all fire on top of the water, and you're swimming, and you come across, and there's this, this reveal of this big monolithic lighthouse uh, as you pass by the fire, and it, I was like, oh, fucking A, yeah, that's pretty sweet. Um, that's, you know, really artfully done. And I come in, and, like, the a big portion of the game so far that I've played... Um, you're walking, you walk into darkness and then like o- old school motion sensor lights turn on, like old halogen lights, just like, cause the, so they've got like the gym light, like wah-wah, like the, or the kind of noise, like the clicking noise, they click on. There's a lot, it's, it's fucking a good game. Um, and people weren't lying, what do you know? So like, you're walking into fucking darkness and I know that this game scared the shit out of me in just a demo uh, as a kid. So I've got that knowledge. And then, like, the lights are coming on, and I go down, and that's about it. And then I'm not going to describe the entire 45 minutes I played, even though I totally would sit here and do that. But, yeah, so playing the original Bioshock got about 45 minutes in. Um, really, absolutely... 100% immersed in this game. Like, this... <laughs> I usually... Like, when I was playing Rayman, I'd listen to a podcast and play Rayman, but not this. Like, I was in. All the way. Um, it's only just me jogging in place, playing this game, um, completely immersed. Um, you know, there's a guy talking to me on, like, a two uh, CB radio kind of thing, and I was like, fuck, I didn't even know people were down here. Oh, man. And, like, I... I think I'm just now getting past where I did in the demo. So, like, all of it's vaguely familiar, but still kind of new. And uh, then, like, you get you, you get a pipe wrench and you're beating these tweaking these tweaky motherfuckers off of the pipe wrench, um, beating them dead, which is great. And I could only think of the literal music video, YouTube video, um, for, I think, Take On Me, uh, with the pipe wrench fight, you know, pipe wrench fight, pipe wrench fight, uh, so, that's just going through my head the entire time I'm running around Rapture with a pipe wrench, um, if I remember, I'll link that YouTube video in... Because, I mean, it's as old as the internet. It's ancient. But I watched it again today because I've just been singing Pipe Wrench Fight to myself all day. And I still get a tremendous amount of joy out of that. (sighs) I think my body yawned because I'm not breathing enough. I'm speaking too fast. (sighs) I apologize for people who are not able to follow this. But... I really don't care. But I do, but I don't, but I do, but I don't, but I do. 
but I don't, but I do, but I don't. But I do, but I'm not going to stop. So, you know, fucking wanging people, uh, tweaking uh, mutated motherfuckers in the head with a pipe wrench. Awesome, that's satisfying. And then you get your, like, your superpower through these plasmid things, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I can shoot lightning. Awesome. And, oh, man, we're underwater, so there's pools of water. I can shoot the water, and that fucking kills people. Awesome. Or, like, you know, <laughs> you fucking you shock somebody, and then you beat them with a pipe wrench. It's awesome. Like, it's great. Really super satisfying. And then you get a pistol, and it's like, oh, okay. I mean, I guess this is the first person shooter, but you've got six bullets, and I was like, nah, man, I'm gonna fucking pipe wrench Avenger, man. I'm gonna knock some motherfuckers' teeth out. And so I've still only shot the pistol, like, five times, I think. Uh, But I'm sure it's gonna get to the point where I need to use it. Or it is wise to use it. But yeah, man, fucking game is goddamn satisfying. And, like, the, the lighting and the art of the game is goddamn mind-wracking. Like, it's not, like, terrifying, like, I don't know, uh, Mama, the, mo- the movie Mama was, where it's just like, fuck, I am deeply disturbed down to my core. It's more like, what the shit was that noise? Whoa, okay, uh, that was fucking, it's more tense. Like, it's just really, really tense. So... I there's no way I could have done this not alone because I'm jogging in my pajamas by myself jogging in place in front of the TV and just fucking tweaking uh, as like you know a weird I hear a weird noise and I like I literally like <laughs> like jump and or a fucking splicer runs out from behind a corner or jumps down from somewhere, and, and like, I'm audibly, like, ah, ooh, as I'm jogging in place, and, like, I'm getting to the point towards the end where I am so fucking in um, this game that, like, as my character in the game is peeking around corners, like, I am literally leaning and, like, peeking as though that's going to get me some advantage. Like, I fucking... I haven't been this into a game since... Probably, probably Half Life Two, like and people. That's a big, like two big milestone games are Half Life Two and Bioshock. So, like, I'm glad that I'm still able to be totally immersed in a game like this. Like, it's I mean, fucking Bio or Borderlands, Borderlands Two. These are fun. They're great. I've played good, great games since, but it's only so often that you play, like, just a fucking stellar video game that really, like, so far, the plot that I have experienced is my plane crashed, I went down a water elevator into an underwater world, and there's tweakers everywhere, and Radio Man wants me to help him find his family. That is it, as far as plot goes, but I am 45 minutes in, and... 110% on board with this game. And yes, I know this is a six-year-old game. But, fuck. (laughs) This is great. 
And uh, so that was the beginning of just a pretty solid day so far. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, work was work. So that, but I got what could potentially be good news that I will share later if it becomes good news. I got, you know, to leave early. Um, I'm going to go finish off the vegan chili I have at home, which is awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. I've been fucking stressed out and whatnot all week. And this is going to end three-day weekend. Uh, mom's birthday party on Sunday where I'm going to eat the shit out of fucking everything. Um, recording a podcast on Sunday. Two podcasts. One episode of Popular Outcast and one episode of Popular Outcast Gaming. Um, potential special guest for the op- uh, episode of Popular Outcasts. This is, we got potential. This is got some goddamned potential. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh. Man, I have no idea if any of that was interesting, but I don't regret going into it. Oh, what do I have written down? Two topics that have potential to be kind of heavy, so not that... Okay, I've actually got just two quotes written down here that I figure I'm going to take give you my take on. Um, I, I've mentioned in my mini King Midas podcast analogy rant, I mentioned that my daughter, if she were to have her own podcast, it would be 45 minutes of barely understandable Adventure Time quotes. Um, well, there's like a carnival in the big, in the Dollar General parking lot. That's weird. Huh. Anyway, like Morgan Adventure Time has been like fucking. I goddamn love that show so much. Um, but this has been like the first show that Aislin, Morgan, and I have really kind of all gelled on. We all absolutely love that show. We've got all five seasons. Um, we can watch it on a loop. Like we could only watch that show all day and all three of us would be com- perfectly content with it. And uh, I hope to one day have a strictly Adventure Time themed episode of the Popular Outcast podcast where we talk like deeper Adventure Time theory and things like that. Um, so I won't go too deeply into it here. But um Words, words, words. But yeah, fucking love that show. Morgan is absolutely obsessed with it. She she plays Adventure Time. Like, her favorite character is Tree Trunks, who she's not wrong. It's pretty awesome. Like, she just, she'll walk around, she'll just go, Apple pie, apple pie, apple pie. And she goes, Tree Trunks, run! Tree Trunks, run! Or she'll go, Tree Trunks, pig! Tree Trunks, pig! So, fucking, and she has her little stuffed Jake the dog, and she goddamn loves him, and she makes him say quotes from the show, like, say thank you, um, and it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine, uh, 
I am hitting some very, very specific topics today. So hopefully they're entertaining for people who aren't. Whatever. Everybody knows this show isn't to entertain people. It's to it's for me to talk to myself for the drive home. <laughs> uh, but uh, fuck, where was I? Oh, um, so that's fucking awesome, and we absolutely love that because we love the show. Morgan loves the show. I hope that never fades. But um, at one point, um, I'm trying to remember. What exactly it was that Finn and Jake were doing, but Finn was having, like, he wasn't doing well. He was having a hard time, and he was getting discouraged, and and Jake's like, come on, and Finn says, I suck at this. And then Jake just drops this this line that, while being funny, is... Actually, really, kind of a great life lesson and super profound when you really think about it. So here, here it is. Uh, uh, Finn is like, I suck, and Jake says to him, "Sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something." And like it said, it's it's kind of said pretty. It's the line is delivered pretty straight. So it's not like made super jokey, but it, it's it's a funny thing to say, but. That is, like, think about that. You know, if you're ever discouraged, if you're ever not, like, having trouble with something, like, sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something. Yeah, it is. Like, if you suck at something, just keep at it. Like, that is... God, now I'm getting... Like, gas? Ooh. God, I'm dying. I'm too into talking. I'm talking so much, my body is shutting down. (sighs) Hmm. But yeah, so that was like super (laughs) awesome, actually. And that's a quote I think I'm going to hold on to for quite a while. Just like someone's like, man, I'm no good at this. I suck at this. Like, dude, sucking at something is the first step to being kind of good at something. And I mean, obviously this it inherently extrapolates too. Being kind of good at something is this first step at being great at something and like so on and so forth. Like it's just the and there are little things like that. There is a lot of stuff like the <laughs> one of the episodes the stated lesson they learn is not to is not to take advice from old people. So, like, it doesn't... The show doesn't always have uh, a great life lesson um, or one at all. But it's a fucking hilarious, awesome show. But, like, there are moments in there that are just so fucking real that... But they fit in so seamlessly. It's... It's a goddamn great show. And, like, I guarantee you no one's going to see... If people are, like, I don't think... That's stupid. That show's stupid. No one is going to be on board in one episode. Because... But, like, once you fucking... I said I wasn't going to get... I wasn't going to go into this. I wasn't going to go into this. But the other quote I had in there was... Uh, surprisingly related, and this quote has been in there forever, and I've been waiting for a good time for it to come up, and I just I really haven't had it, but 
this is a quote that fucking everyone knows. Um, by the way, you have heard this quote or a form of this quote. I don't even know if the person I'm quoting came was originally this was 100% his concept. I doubt it. But the quote is, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. That was said by Wayne Gretzky. And yes, I know, sports. It is literally the only sports quote I have committed to memory. Um, It is literally the only thing I have given a shit that a sports person has said. Um, There is that, like, nerdy football player guy that did an interview on The Nerdist. He was pretty cool, so I'm going to give him a pass. But obviously I don't remember his name, so he couldn't have impressed me that much. Oh, God. Pardon me. (coughs) Excuse me. Shit. (laughs) I'm literally talking so fast and intensely that it's hurting me. (laughs) Oh, I need a drink of water, but I don't have one. Anyway, so this quote came up while I was listening to Kevin Smith's podcast, uh, Smodcast, and... um, it was kind of him talking about how he got into hockey and sports in general. And, like, this conversation didn't get me into sports, but, like, that... It got me into Wayne Gretzky. Like, he seemed like a pretty cool motherfucker. Um, not enough for me to actually do any solid research on him, but enough for me to be like, Wayne Gretzky, he was a pretty cool guy from what I hear. But that... That line, that quote, you... Wait, you make... Wait. Wow, how did... I totally spaced on it. I literally just said it twice. You miss 100% of the shots you never take. You don't take. That is so fucking profound. Like, you can spend your whole life... And, like, obviously, this doesn't just apply to sports. Like, yes, the context he said it in was about, like, you know, why do you make so many goals? Excuse me. I'm not getting enough oxygen to my brain. Why don't you... Why do you make so many goals? And is, is he's like, because I take the shots. Yes, that you can look at it on that level, but when you really boil this down, that it's so goddamn profound. Like, I have lived... I really, like, I mean, I before this quote, I have kind of was moving towards this life, like, mantra, this uh, uh, ideology of, if I see an opportunity, I'm going to take a shot at it, because, you know, goddammit, I might get a goal. And I've really lived my life that way for the last handful of years, and I mean, I, I can't... Uh, I mean, I don't want to sound too sappy, but I'm pretty much going to draw, like, uh, man, I am having such trouble with words today. Um, I can pretty much draw the, or the beginning of this mindset 
to uh, when I started dating Aislinn, my wife, because, like, in a completely out-of-character move on my part, um, I asked her to come hang out uh, after I knew she was single. And, I mean, it was about a week after, but... I believe I went into this in more detail in the episode of the Popular Podcast podcast that she guested on. But, yeah, so I saw a shot, and for one of the first times in my life, I took it. And it's been... It's turned out pretty well for me so far. Uh, no regrets. I absolutely love my wife and family in that situation. And, like, since then, Aeson's really helped me, you know, build my self-confidence, and I am... 100% the person I am today because of her influence. Um, no doubt in my mind. Absolutely no doubt in my mind. Um, she really helped me build up my self-confidence and like, yeah, and like believe in myself and go back to school and just this laundry list of things. Probably things I haven't even realized yet. So, yeah, and then, like, um, like the reason I'm at my job is uh, because, of, you know, a friend of mine was like, hey, I'm working at this place. They're looking for interns. Uh, do you want in? And I was like, yeah, yeah. I, like, I can't handle an unpaid internship. I've got a family to feed. Like, the, I'll look into it. And I mean, and so I didn't apply right away. I, but I did email them. I was like, hey, you know, um... John told me to contact you guys. Here I am. You know, you've got a really interesting company. Uh, it's really intriguing, but, you know, I've got a two-year-old, or she might have even been one at that point. Um, I still have a semester of school left. I just cannot handle an unpaid internship. I'm sorry. Um, I will gladly, you know, talk to you guys again in the future, but I just can't do it. And because I reached out... Um, the person who got the email um, was, uh, he had a one-year-old when he was in, he had, he had a kid with his wife. Uh, uh, I don't know what the marital status, but they're still together today, so whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, he had a kid at the, like, the same time in school that I did, like he completely understood. He's like, okay, um, it won't be an unpaid internship, come on in and we'll interview you. And I go in, I interview, they offer me a position as, like, a job there, not just an uh, internship. And, I mean, I was just like, there are so many things I could have been like, well, you know, I still got a semester of school, you know, I really don't want to, it's, the summer break is starting, I don't want to commit to this right away, you know, I wanted to have some time to relax, but, you know, my, the, there was, a, there was an opening, and I took the shot, and, I mean... I just finished, I, like, I've just hit my two-year mark there, like, and it's more money than I've ever made in my life. Granted, it's not quite as much as it, I'd like to support a family of three on my own, but, I mean, it's, I can't scoff at it, uh, compared to my, the job previous, which was a minimum wage job at a movie theater, it's night and day. Like, there's literally no way I could go back to the, like, minimum wage jobs or mall jobs and live the life I have now. Um, so, like, while I'm, money's tight, I cannot complain 
I just can't. Like, as far as salary goes, um, I would like more, but it's absolutely the most I've ever made in my life. But yeah, so, like, I mean, I'm probably the last person you should come to to for advice on, like, how to run your life right, because I don't have anything figured out. But I do know that you you miss 100% of the shots you never take. Like, and I don't want to sound like fucking, uh, you know, uh, those fucking speakers they'd bring into a high school uh, uh, for to speak to the junior class about, you know, motivation and things like that. Um, but uh, it's not wrong. That is not wrong. So, you know, you see an opening, to, you know, ask yourself, what the fuck would it hurt if I took a shot at this and missed? Like... If the answer is nothing, it would hurt nothing if you heard a no or that you got, if it, you didn't hit on it, fucking take the shot, man. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Time to take my picture. Okay. Ooh, gotta fix the curl in my hair. Pipe wrench fight. Pipe wrench fight. Alright, you got a picture of me singing. <laughs> uh, I'm a goofy motherfucker. I'm a goofy motherfucker. Oh. Okay. Where am I? You miss 100% of the shots you never take. I'll see you guys Tuesday because of Memorial Day. Have a good weekend.